1: all of our guests today, we welcome you. But we have a very special guest who's a long way away from home. We have with us today Hosea Nelson Chasoka. Come up here. He is. He is the pastor of Grace Fellowship and Kampola, Uganda. Yeah.
2: Praise the Lord. I'm privileged to be here, and I thank Pastor Henry Jones to welcome me. I've enjoyed the worship. I'm here because of my brother, Charles Watley. Charles Watley was in Uganda at our house two times and ministered in our church. And I just told him now we have a roof on our new church, sits about 5,000 people. I came with my wife but he went to another church (laughs) but uh, Paul said in Romans 1 11 he said I long to see you so that I may we may be mutually encouraged I've been mutually I've been encouraged worshiping with you this morning and may God continue to bless you and I want to invite you to come and minister in Uganda if Charles Watley was there, you can be there. God bless you.
1: <laughs> and we welcome you, my brother. And our prayers will be you, with you in your ministry. This morning, I want to begin by sharing with you uh, a few lines of a very famous poem, one that was written by John Greenleaf Whitter. Now, as far as poems go, uh, this one's kind of a tearjerker. It ends on a sad, sad note. The poem is about a love that was lost, about a love that never actually happened. Uh, The poem is about a lifetime of regret. It was about uh, lost opportunity, missed opportunity, about spending the rest of your life wishing you had done something other than what you did. Uh, In the poem, there's this beautiful country girl, and she's just a a poor country girl, Uh, and she's very beautiful, and she's working on the farm, and one day, a wealthy judge, a young, handsome judge comes by, and they carry on a real brief conversation, but immediately, they are both smitten with one another. It is love at first sight. And even though the conversation was very short, it impacted their lives. Now, neither one of them shared their feelings. Neither one admitted how they felt toward the other. And so they went their separate ways that day. However, uh, the judge and this A young, beautiful maid named Maud Muller. And by the way, that's the title of the poem. This judge and Maud Muller spent the rest of their lives wishing they had said something. They spent the rest of their lives wishing they had uh, uh, acted. They spent the rest of their lives remembering that one brief moment, that one brief conversation And they spent the rest of their lives in regret. Here's how the poem ends. Alas for maiden, alas for judge, for rich repiner and household drudge. God pity them both and God pity us all who vainly the dreams of youth recall. For of all sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these it might have been. For of all sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these it might have been. I want to talk to you this morning about no more regrets, at least in one area of life. And I'll point that one area out in just a few moments. But I want to talk to you about no more regrets in that one area. But before I tell you exactly what it is, I want us to talk about life itself and about ourselves. And since we are down in numbers and it's just us and we're just family, we can be honest with each other, right? We're all human, aren't we? We all make mistakes, don't we? We all blow it from time to time, don't we? And throughout the course of life, there are many times when we have regrets. The fact is, we live on a level far less than perfection, don't we? How many of you have come to the realization that the person you live with or the people you live with are not perfect? Hold your hand up. Yeah. And I got news for you, you're not either. One of my favorite little poems says, Lord, I long to be with you in glory, but living with the saints here is another story. You see, friends, it doesn't even matter if we're in church. It really doesn't matter. The best of us make mistakes. Don't you let the enemy deceive you. Don't you let the enemy pull the wool over your eyes. The very best of us make mistakes. Years ago, I heard someone say uh, in a message, I've heard this in a number of different forms, but this guy said it this way. He said, take your right hand and reach over and take hold of your left arm. And everybody in the house took their right hand. You know, you feel foolish when you're doing things like that. But you reach over and they took hold of their, uh, they took their right hand, took hold of their left arm. He said, now, do you know what you're holding? He said, you're holding flesh. Weak, fallen, sinful flesh. That's what we are. We are weak. Fallen, sinful flesh. And I don't care how saved you get, you still have to live in that flesh. And there will be times when you will say something and you will regret it. Come on, let's be honest. Did I really say that? that was, how many times have you ever left a conversation and said, that was the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life? Why did I say that? Why did I? There will be times when we say things and we regret it. There will be times we fail to do something and we will feel terrible about it. Maybe we overlook a responsibility. Maybe we let somebody down. Uh, Maybe we disappoint uh, the people who are depending upon us. Maybe we break the hearts of the people we love. We're humans. We make mistakes. And I've got some sad news for you this morning. These moments of imperfection will never depart from us as long as we live in this flesh. I don't care how saved and sanctified you are. There will be times when that which you would not do, you do. And you will fail. And uh, Now, hopefully we'll grow in grace. Hopefully we'll get better and better. But those times of imperfection will show up from time to time. Now, you want the good news? Here's the good news. One of these days we will completely shed this human fallen nature and we will be like our Savior. The Bible says we will see Him as He is and we will be like Him. We're going to be like Him. There's an old saying that I've heard my whole life. It's older than all of us. And it goes like this. To err is what? Human. To forgive is divine. Do you know what that means? That means that when you make a mistake, that means when you do something that's wrong. I'm sorry, but this is the truth. When you make a mistake and you do something that's wrong, you're acting like a human. But when you forgive, you're acting like God. Isn't that good? You're acting like God. I want to just stop right here for a second. And, and I want to say something that the Lord really placed on my heart and nudged me to say. Somebody in this house really, 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 really needs to hear what I'm about to say. So listen up. Listen carefully. Isn't it time you start acting like God? That's right. You heard me right. That wasn't a slip of the tongue. Isn't it time you start acting like God? Now, most of the time, when people talk about you acting like God, it's derogatory, isn't it? Who do you think you are? Do you think you're God? Do do you think you're better than everybody else? Do you think you don't have to make an account? By the way, that's good advice, and you should listen to people when they say that. And you are not God, and you should never get you and God confused. But there are some areas in life where we should be acting like God. For instance, isn't it time you forgive somebody who doesn't deserve it? I'm just asking. Isn't it time you help somebody who can't pay you back? Isn't it time that you listen to somebody who's not worthy of your attention? Isn't it time you bless somebody just because it's in your power to do so? You see, friends, when you do things like that, you're not acting like the human world around you. You're acting like your heavenly Father. Those are the kinds of things He does. By the way, let me add one more to that. Isn't it time you forgive yourself? Yes, you messed up. Yes, you blew it. Yes, you did something that was dumb and stupid and maybe even sinful. Yes, you made a mess out of things. But what do you do when you realize that? You admit it. You repent of it. You get before the Father. You ask for the blood of the covenant to cleanse you. You pray. You repent until God touches you. And then when God touches you and forgives you, you forgive yourself. I guarantee you, there's somebody in this house that's struggling with forgiving yourself. Well, i got news for you. We all mess up. Can, can you imagine how great an insult it is For the Lord our God, when you do exactly what God's Word says, you humble yourself, you get before Him, you repent of your sins, you ask Him to forgive you, you ask Him to wash your sins away, and Almighty God looks down from heaven and hears your cry and touches you and the blood of the covenant makes you clean and though your sins were like scarlet, they become white as snow and God washes you and cleanses you Don't you think after God does that, it's an insult to Him for you to get up and live the rest of your life and refuse to forgive yourself? I'm telling you, it's time for us to start acting like God in some areas. Forgive, care, love, help, and realize that God wants to give us another chance, a second chance, a third chance, multiple chances. Now, back to my story. The Bible in many ways is like the poem Maude Muller. Did you know that the Bible tells us what we could have had? What could have been ours? What God wanted us to have? You could have had this. It could have been this way. I would have blessed you if you'd only trust me. The Bible is filled with these statements about what God wanted to do, what He would have done. What He desired to do among His people. If only you had listened to me. If only you had turned to me. If only you had trusted me. If only you had obeyed me. If only you would do that. I would have blessed you. I I want to share some of these with you. And I really hope you'll write these down. Isaiah 48, 18 is the first one. Oh, that you had listened to my command. Then you would have had peace flowing like a gentle river and righteousness rolling over you like waves in the sea. That's that's pretty incredible, isn't it? It might have been. You could have had. This is what I wanted to do for you. I wanted to give you peace like a river. I wanted to give you righteousness like the waves of the sea. What an analogy. The waves of the sea that just keep rolling, that just keep coming. They just keep touching and impacting our lives. That's what I wanted to do. You could have had that, Isaiah says. Here's another one, Psalm 81, 13 through 16. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would have soon subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord would pretend submission to Him, but their fate would endure forever. He would have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. I would have satisfied you. You see, what they're saying is God is saying, if only you had listened to me. This is what I I would have done for you. I would have done this very thing for you. If we really examine that, that's pretty awesome. Do you know what God is saying? This is what I would have done for you. I would have fought against your enemies. I guarantee you there are people that don't like you. I guarantee you out there, there's somebody who doesn't care for you. And I can tell you this, it's not just somebody. There's a whole atheistic, anti-God, humanistic world out there that's against us. And here's what God says. God said, if you just listen to me, I'd fight against your enemies. I would be on your side. I would be your defense. I would be your shield. I would be your protection. I will be your stronghold. That's what he's saying. I would have subdued your enemies. I would have pushed them back. And then this. This is almost hilarious. I would have blessed you so much that your enemies around you would have pretended submission to me just because of the blessings that are on your life. Wouldn't you like to live so close to God the people around you would just pretend like they love God just because God's blessing you so much. And then he says, not only that, I would have fed you with the finest of food and I would have satisfied you with the sweetest of things in life if you'd only listened to me. You understand the poem Maud Muller is about what could have been, what should have been, but yet what was lost? And the Bible tells us repeatedly about what we could have had. Here, let me give you another one. Matthew 23, 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, how often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. You wouldn't let me. If you, if you look at this in the account, in Luke's account, he says, because you did not know the time of your visitation. Jesus was saying, I would have protected you. I would have blessed you. I would have sheltered you. But you didn't know the time of your visitation. You wouldn't let me. In today's English, you know what that day of visitation means? God is saying, when I spoke to you, you didn't listen to me. When I gave you the opportunity, you didn't take it. You didn't respond in the moment of your visitation. That's what he's saying. Jesus is saying, I would have taken you in. I would have blessed you. In spite of all the bad stuff that Jerusalem had done, if they had repented and turned, God would have taken them in. They could have had God. They could have had the Savior. They could have had all the blessings that come with that. But they would not listen. They did not take advantage of the day of their visitation. Now, I don't want to be melodramatic this morning. But friends, even with just those three passages of Scripture, this is quite a list. Listen to this. God was saying, you could have had peace like a river. You could have had righteousness like the waves of the sea. You could have had God on your side, driving back and resisting the enemy. You could have been eating the bread of heaven. You could have had your soul satisfied beyond words. You could have had a Savior that would have pulled you in, sheltered you, protected you, and blessed you, and walked every step of the way. That's what you could have had. I tell you, it's real dead in here. It's going to make me feel better. I want everybody at the same time to say amen. Amen. All right. If the person next to you didn't say it, punch them. (laughs) Not too hard. Now here's the question that makes all of this make sense. You want everything I've said to you today to make sense? This is going to make it make sense for you. Are you ready? Why? Why does the Bible tell us this? Why does the Bible tell us what we could have had? Why does the Bible tell us what might have been? Why do the prophets of God, the men of God, share repeatedly what you could have enjoyed, what you could have had, what God wanted to give to you? Why is this in the Bible? Is it to make us feel bad? To feel rotten? It is, is God rubbing it in your face? Is He adding insult to injury? Is He trying to increase your sense of regret? Friends, the answer to that is no. No. That's not what God's doing. The fact is that these things actually happen... And they had these opportunities, and they didn't take these opportunities. They didn't take these uh, moments of visitation from the Lord. And what the Bible is doing, what God wanted us to know, is what could have happened with them. And He's had it written in the Word of God, so that we can know what can happen with us. It could have been that way for them. It can be that way for us. You see, their misfortune can become our good fortune if we learn from their mistakes. And thus, that's why it's written in the Word of God. For of all sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. You see, friends, that, that quote, that statement is all about sadness and regret. It's about what might have happened had you take action. Now, we're humans. We make mistakes. We mess up. We're flawed. But there's at least one area in our lives where there should be no more regrets. There's at least one area in all of our lives where we should always be ready to spring into action. There's an area. And do you know where it is? It's when God speaks to you. When God speaks to you. Wow! You see, you're going to make some mistakes, but I want to tell you one mistake that nobody in this house should ever make again as long as you live on planet earth. It's when holy God speaks to you and you know God is speaking to you. You listen and you obey And you do what God tells you to do. And you do it right then. You obey. Wow. I was listening a while ago. That we... uh, The song? I think it's the last song that we sung. The, The songwriter got it. He got the message I'm sharing with you right now. If you say go... We will go. If you say wait, we will wait. If you say step out on the water and they say it can't be done, (laughs) we'll fix our eyes on you and we will come. Don't you love that? Oh, your ways are higher than our ways and the plans you lay are wise and good. If you call us to the fire, you will not withdraw your hand. We'll gaze into the flames and look for you. Oh, friends, that's it. See, what I'm asking you to do today is to do just this. It'll transform and change your life like you never dreamed possible. I'm asking you to do what God tells you to do. I'm asking you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And when the Spirit of God speaks to your heart and woos you and draws you, you do it. You obey. You just you do what God says do. You do not want to reach the end of your days with the saddest of all words it might have been. Here's what you want. You want to reach the end of your days. And you want to say, if I could put a testimony in your mouth, this is what you should say. You want to say, there came a time in my life when God opened my eyes, God opened my understanding... God revealed His Word. God showed me. By the way, it could be in a service just like this. God revealed to me what He wanted to do for me, how much He loved me, how much He wanted to radically change my life. I took God at His Word. I listened. I obeyed the voice of the Holy Spirit. I did what God told me to do, and it changed my life. And from that day to this day, there have been no more regrets when it comes to my relationship with Almighty God. When I have failed, yes, I probably will keep failing at times and I'll make mistakes. But I can tell you, when the voice of the Almighty touches my heart, I submit and I yield to Him. No more regrets. Would you bow with me in prayer?
0: Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.